when we do that, it's when other people see us, which is when the breakthrough happens. And there's two sides to this. The first breakthrough that will happen is that you will start to feel comfortable in your own skin and you will start to not care as much as other people think, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that will happen, which is arguably more beautiful, you by giving yourself permission to be your authentic self, you're giving other people permission to be their authentic self. Welcome to Abundant Self, your podcast for female empowerment, spirituality, mindset, and more. I'm your host, Jules, entrepreneur, coach, personal development seeker, and your number one cheerleader on this mission to guide you today becoming your most abundant self. Are you ready to unleash your inner goddess? Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Abundant Self Podcast. I'm your host, Jules, personal trainer turned manifestation and mindset coach. And today we have a really special guest, our beautiful, beautiful Zoe from Zoe Magnetic. She's the queen when it comes to the topics of self-love, self-trust, and yeah, really knowing who the fuck you are and knowing your worth and owning that. So this episode is going to just oh, be full with so much value. I hope you can take a lot from it. I hope you, um, yeah, will leave a review or will share on your stories if this one was helpful, if you feel like, wow, these two ladies know what they talk about. I mean, Zoe definitely knows and I'm excited for you to get to know her. I'm excited for her to be on the show. Now, just a little heads up, I did have some difficulties uh, when recording, so I, I messed it up and... Um, the quality of the sound is probably not the best for this episode. Excuse me. I hope you won't mind. And the value and the information we shared was or will be just um, so much more transformative that you don't even care about the sound. But if you can listen to this episode without headphones, I think it's probably better. Um, just because when I'm talking and you have headphones on, you probably just will listen will be able to listen to it um, from one of the sides of your headphones, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm, I figured it out and that's why now I can um, record this intro <laughs> normal and for you to be able to listen it if you listen it um, with your headphones from both speakers. But yes, just for you to let, just for you, like to let you know and stuff. But other than that, the episode is great. Zoe is amazing. We had such a beautiful conversation and I hope that you will enjoy it. Hello. Hey Jules, how are you? Hi, I am so excited to talk to you and to have you on the podcast. Me too. Thanks for having me here. Of course, of course. So the queen itself, when it comes to self-love, self-care, all the things. Now, Zoe, can you tell our audience and the listeners maybe a little bit more about you, who you are, what you do? Just, Just go, go with it. Yeah, totally. Thanks for the intro. Um, 
Yeah. So I call myself a full-time manifester because basically the way I carry myself is being in this energy of always manifesting, whether I realize it or not, or whether I'm actively manifesting or (laughs) maybe in some kind of resistance phase that's still being in a state of manifestation, but outside of manifestation, um, my formal education is in psychotherapy. So I am a registered psychotherapist um, who has also taken up uh, mindset and manifestation coaching. I really wanted more freedom in, in my line of work because I know that I have the ability to help people. Um, but the psychotherapy realm is highly, highly regulated. So um, that's why I decided to go towards coaching as well so that I could have more freedom and um, be able to connect with more women and work with them on their self-love, building confidence, um, that kind of thing. I love that. Absolutely. That's, this is so beautiful. And especially I think self-love, like when it comes to self-love, there is so much out there and like kind of like having a guide or someone who can show you even like where to start, I think is like something that most people need or what is what I think for me by myself was really, really um, helpful when I first got into personal development and self-care, self-love. So what would you say is self-love to you? So that's a great question because a lot of people think of self-love as constantly being in a state of loving themselves. And, mm-hmm. and while that's true, that's true. It's not that simple really. Um, because it is a it is a work in progress. I, I think of self love as something that we need to maintain. It's not just something that we attain one day and then it's it's there to stick around. It's it's that commitment to ourselves, regardless of what we may have going on, or regardless of if we're not feeling the best about ourselves. It's just knowing that there's that unconditional love there for ourselves. Um, a lot of it for me revolves around self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. I think this conversation is coming at a really great time because I recently have had several things going on in my life that are, it feels chaotic and it has attempted to distract me from my self-love, but the way I've carried myself through it is still engaging in gentle self-talk it's not always about if say I'm in a sad mood it's not always about saying no no we're not sad Mm -hmm. we need to be happy it's more so having that gentle self-talk of I give myself permission to feel sad I'm still worthy even though I'm upset about something right now I still unconditionally love myself even though I may be struggling right now and so it's embodying those facets of self-love even when there are reasons not to, or even when we feel like we, we can't, or we shouldn't. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would say self-love is to me. Absolutely. I love this definition so much. And I think, especially what you said, like when it comes to like this, of this whole journey of life, there are days that are not as great as others. And then just knowing from the bottom of, of your heart that, you got yourself. I think that is when it when it comes back to self-love, like that what it is, at least for me. But I like agree 100% on everything you said. Um, and 
what would you say like now on a little bit of like a personal level if you feel open to of course sharing that with us how was your transformation I mean over these last few years when it comes to your personal self-love journey I mean it's not like that from one to 100 obviously totally was it difficult did it take time how would you describe it yeah so I'm glad you asked this because my journey it really is a testament to that it's not an overnight thing and it's not something that you necessarily decide to go after and then it happens right away which is where the commitment piece comes into into play but so I, I learned about manifestation when I was a teenager several years ago like maybe maybe about when I was like 16 so that would have been about 14 years ago because I just turned 30 last week but um yeah. <laughs> um but you kind of dip your toes into it and then it, it's this little voice in the back of your head where it's like okay like that's interesting is it too good to be true is it whatever is it you're kind of like not skeptical of it but you're just kind of like oh okay cool like would love that and then it's there but then it doesn't really for me at least didn't really go away until I started to dive deeper into it so my journey with when I started taking manifestation and self-love very seriously was when it happened it started about just about four years ago when I found myself in a very toxic relationship um I was working a job that I hated, a corporate job that I hated. I was burnt out. I was living in a city away from my friends and family. I felt so isolated. I wasn't doing things that I loved more oft as often as I would have liked. I, I, I had major issues with like confidence and my image of how I like thought of myself and felt about myself. Um, it just, I just was in a very bad place. And then I, realized that I had been waiting for a, a convenient time to start to feel better. And I was kind of a by I was kind of like an observer to my life. Mm -hmm. And I had what I call the moment, the aha moment where you have this epiphany of like, wait a second, what am I doing with my life? What What's going on here? Why am I not changing my course right now um and I started to step into the reality of there's no convenient time there's no perfect time there's not a time where I'm going to feel ready ending a relation ending a long-term relationship is hard it you were you're constantly in a battle of fam choosing familiarity over what you know is best for you um Quitting a job is hard. You're kind of letting go of security. Moving cities is hard. Like these things are not necessarily easy, but what's what's harder? Staying in a stuck space or going after what you know you're worth and what you ultimately want. So I had this actually wild couple of weeks where I left my relationship. A week later, I quit my job. And a week after that, I booked a flight to Australia. <laughs> I live in Toronto, Canada. So it was like a whirlwind two weeks. And I just was like, wow, I, I think the accumulation over several years of choosing everything outside of myself, it got to a point where I was, I was so uncomfortable in those situations. And I was so uncomfortable with myself that I was like, Zoe, make a choice. 
are you going to stay uncomfortable like this, staying small, or are you going to get uncomfortable growing, choosing yourself, choosing your self-love? So I kind of went full ham and just did all of the things all at once. I, it's, I know that's not something that is for everyone, so to say, but I full, I'm a Sagittarius. I fully dove in with both feet. I was like, screw it. I'm going, I'm doing it. I'm going all in. And yeah, then I went to Australia. This was right at the height of COVID. Or no, maybe it was three years ago. Yeah, so it was right at the height of COVID. Um, I went on, I went to Australia, um, really stretched out my time there. I was also planning on backpacking Southeast Asia, but I spent about three months in Australia, solo traveling. And I, and one of my best friends was in Australia. So I saw her, which was very like therapeutic, obviously, Mm -hmm. when, when we're going through moments of transformation, we really, it's important, like the tribe that you select to be around you, because everyone's energy is contagious, whether we realize it or not, you're most like the people you spend the most time with. So that was very key in my transformation. And on that same note, the person that I spent the most time with in those three months in Australia was myself. I wasn't distracting myself with surface level friendships. I wasn't like like surrounding myself in work environments that were toxic. I was just sitting with myself sitting with my thoughts, spending time with myself. And when you're first getting started on a self-love journey, that can feel so uncomfortable and it can eat a lot of resistance can come up. And I say, when that resistance come up, sit in it, get to know yourself, embrace the discomfort, Um, which kind of goes along with what I was saying about the self-love piece. It's like true self-love isn't trying to distract yourself from any quote-unquote negative emotion that comes up it's learning to accept yourself regardless of that so that's kind of the journey that I went on a couple years ago and since then it's just been going after it (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow so would you say this was like your turning point like Australia and sitting with yourself as you said like making these uncomfortable moves what that was that kind of like this whole turning point that then got the ball rolling and like you basically like stepping into that version of yourself that you knew you deserve exactly yeah I I would definitely say so um because when you're I I kind of put myself in a position to only rely on myself And that was kind of scary as someone who in the past would always have someone, a friend, a family member, or a partner be there for me whenever I would need it or however I would need it. And I'm talking as simple as like going to the movies or going out for dinner or getting a coffee with myself. Those are things that I didn't really do alone. When you're solo traveling, you're solo (laughs) like of course you're like meeting people but like when you first are like checking into a place or going for a walk on the beach or whatever like you're by yourself it's kind of up to you to either put yourself out there to meet other people or sit with yourself and spend time with yourself um but yeah it was definitely like Australia is so special to me for that reason and um, I also just find like being near the ocean and near, being near the beach very transformative. It's very like vibey, I guess, not to sound too cliche, but totally. when you're sitting like on the edge of the world looking out and it's just vast water, you're just kind of forced to reflect. You're forced to express gratitude. 
there were of course moments where I felt so sad and like, Oh, I just want to go home and like see my mom (laughs) or see my best friend when you're going, when you're processing a breakup, but spending those moments with yourself and being in a place that is, that is so supportive of that transformation. It's, there's Mm -hmm. nothing like it. It's so interesting because I have gone through the exact same in Australia as well. Like I, like I had no, I know I had no idea that like Australia has kind of like this healing vibe to it maybe, but honestly, same, like it was 2019 that I went heartbroken to Australia by myself, solo traveling. And I, when you were, were talking about like these sad moments, I remember actually Bondi Beach, me, 19 years old, bawling, like crying, crying, crying my eyes out, being so sad about like not being at home and making this uncomfortable move, being by myself. I felt at times I felt so lonely, but then it was the best decision ever. Like I made tons of friends in Australia, like during this whole time, these 12 months, uh, sorry, 10 months, I, I was there. So many friends, um, amazing conversations. I got to know myself more, huge turning points. So definitely like changing or like, how do you say, you take this kind of like uncomfortable pain short term because it'll eventually turn into long-term happiness and fulfillment. Yeah, totally agree. And I think also like when you look at the geographics of Australia, like Australia is in its own little corner of the world. So unless you're from Australia, which if you are like, (laughs) that is amazing. Lucky you. (laughs) So jealous that you're near the beach all the time. Um, And I just find Australian culture to be so chill, but in a, in a, in a very like, authentic way I don't know we could talk about that too but um but for anyone who's not from Australia like you it's a hike to get there like you're pretty like figuratively isolated and literally isolated um but for in our cases like it that was what we kind of needed we needed Needed. to just be with ourselves and yes and, and trust ourselves and put ourselves in situations where we could grow and embrace that discomfort because it's so cliche it's said over and over again but it's cliche and said over and over again for a reason growth comes from discomfort you can't you can't like nothing will change if nothing changes like what do they say the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result like you have to do something different if you want something different Mm -hmm. if you have this vision of something for your life the fact that you're having that vision means that it's possible for you. It's a matter of if you're going to pay attention to it or not. And I kept having these pings of like, why do I keep feeling like I, I can do more with my life? Why, why do I find myself so uncomfortable in situations? I was a serial, like corporate, like serial corporate employee, meaning like, I work, I've worked in so many different industries, Jules. I've worked um, in the fitness industry, in the research industry, in the finance industry, in the um, taxes industry. Um, I've worked in the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry. And it it took me, it took, but the, the, the valuable part of that is that what I learned is that I was relying on the novelty of a new job every like, six 
months to two years to kind of keep me afloat, which is when I realized, oh my gosh, I need to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't keep relying on the novelty of a new industry to keep me afloat. And underneath it all, I kept, I still had this passion for like, personal development and psychology. I did my undergrad in psychology. I, I did my master's in, in counseling psychology. So the, beha- the human behavior, the mind piece is there. Like I'm very intrigued in that, but it was the personal development side that was kind of missing. And I just mm-hmm. kept jumping from job to job, job. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to, I need to really listen to my intuition here. There's a reason why this is coming up and I really need to focus on that. And that's when I took that plunge a couple of years ago, started my master's. I'm just about finished it now and starting my coaching business. I'm at the very early stages of my coaching business. So very excited, but um, yeah, there's been so many like uncomfortable moments and breakthroughs. Exactly. And like, mm-hmm. there've been so many opportunities for me to give up or for me to say, screw this, it's too hard. But it's when it's what I said earlier about like, pick your hard, like, yes, it's hard right now. But what's harder going back to a life that I didn't love? Exactly. Exactly. That was just actually my next question would have been, you kind of like already answered it now for someone who's listening right now, like being stuck, unfulfilled in a, in a place where she just doesn't want to be um, maybe in a relationship. Well, we both have been there in a relationship that is toxic and just like not not at all aligned what is your advice your piece of advice that maybe you would even give to your younger self being like that's it I would first tell um to any woman who's listening to this who who resonates with that situation of feeling like they they want more they want to get out of a situation your intuition will never lead you astray. Your intuition will never, never, ever lead you astray. Um, And part of diving into your own self love and your self trust is trusting your intuition. And to take that further is to start telling yourself a different narrative. Like, instead of saying a breakup will be hard, tell yourself I can do hard things. Absolutely. Because you can younger Zoe can younger Jules can present Zoe and Jules can anyone who's listening to this can and when you start to go after those hard things that's when you notice real transformation I would also say and this is one that I still say to myself especially when I'm starting anything out I would I'll, I'll remind myself of a time when I considered not doing something because it was hard but then I did it anyways and what happened I was fine <laughs> Yes, we always will get through it if we believe we will. And it's just a matter of what kind of discomfort you want to sit in. But I also want to just send empathy to any woman going through that because it's so hard, especially when you're dealing with um, situations where you might be feeling insecure or manipulated or like you don't you're not worth you're not worthy of having like deep love where you feel supported if you're feeling those things in any situation, job, relationship, whatever it may be, that's your intuition trying to speak to you. That's your opportunity for you to develop your self-love and your self-trust. And paying attention to it and listening to it is the first step to that transformation. 
And if it's something you're, you've never done before, of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar. But it's through that unfamiliarity where you start to get to love yourself and trust yourself. Um, yeah, and it, it, I think what I said earlier about um, if like if you've never if you've never done that before, like of course you're not going to have the idea of like it's going to be easy or like waiting for the right moment or waiting for the time where it's easy. Well, if you've never dove into that before, if you've always settled, that moment's just not going to come. If yeah. you if you've conditioned yourself Tough or if you yeah or if you've been conditioned throughout our lives which we all have to wait for a better time or it's just not the right time I want a more convenient time like if that's the narrative you're telling yourself then it's just not going to happen you just have to decide for yourself I'm done feeling this way let's do the other hard thing which will leave me feeling better mm -hmm. in the future and what people will notice is when you make that decision you will feel the sense of relief it'll feel mm -hmm. scary you'll feel overwhelmed you'll feel like what did I just do to that, I say, feel those feelings. If you feel like you have to cry, cry. If you feel angry, feel angry. Do some, do some rage work. If you feel in those moments where you feel excited and proud of yourself, celebrate yourself. Whatever emotions come up, don't deny them. Feel them. Get to know your emotions. Um, sit in that unfamiliarity of, oh my gosh, like I'm randomly dancing on my couch right now. This is weird. I never do that. And then next thing you know, you're doing that every morning <laughs> as Absolutely. like your bump up, right? I know that you're a dance party girly, so. Oh, um, loving it. You too. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, it's like, it's liberating. Yes. It's like, we've become so detached from our inner child. Like when you're, think back to when you were like a five-year-old kid, you would dance to any song. When, when babies hear music, they start to hover. Yeah. Like, that's something we unlearn. Well, let's relearn it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Which is, again, also part of self-love, I feel like. Just being being that authentic and, and that honest with yourself, allowing yourself this kind of like expression, that expression of I'm doing what I do. If I want to have a dance party in my yard and my neighbor sees me, well, whatever, you know. I yeah. think also when we do that, it's when other people see us, which is when the breakthrough happens. And there's two sides to this. The first breakthrough that will happen is that you will start to feel comfortable in your own skin and you will start to not care as much as other people think, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that will happen, which is arguably more beautiful, you by giving yourself permission to be your authentic self, you're giving other people permission to be their authentic self. Absolutely. When other people are seeing you just say, screw it, I'm having a dance party right here right now. Yes. The people that judge you for that, it's really just a reflection of them wanting that for themselves. But what I found will happen, and I've noticed it in myself too, based off of the people that I've seen who have given me permission to be myself. When that judgment first creeps in and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're being so weird. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I think they're being weird because I want that. I want, I, I, my first judgment is that that's weird because it's actually something that I want. So instead you practice that self-awareness piece where it's like, never mind, it's not weird. It's actually an invitation for me to do the same. 
Absolutely. This has happened so many times to me. Yeah. I like, I can agree 100%. And this is like the beauty of personal development being able to now see it and realize it and, and notice it, like be aware of that. It's actually not that that person is weird, but that there's something inside of you, deep, deep, deep inside of you that maybe you want, maybe you admire that person. Maybe you want to do the same or something, something similar, but you were conditioned or trained or like programmed not to do it. And over time, the more that is conditioned, the more our inner child is like scolded for doing something that we thought was fun or like we got in trouble or whatever it might be. The, the more we detach from our inner child and the next thing we know, we're adults who have forgotten how to have fun, who have forgotten to just do something silly, to just feel silly mm-hmm. and who are easier on themselves. You won't hear a kid say to themselves like, like, Or like you won't hear a kid call themselves an idiot for making a silly mistake, right? That's something that's learned over time. Something that I started doing. Yeah, you hear it and then it becomes ingrained in your mind. And then it's like, next thing you know, for doing something that is not, you're not, it's not warranted to call yourself an idiot, but yet here you are calling yourself an idiot for making a silly mistake. That isn't even really a mistake. It's just a learning opportunity. Something that I've started doing in the name of self-love is I've started really having boundaries with how I speak to myself when I make a mistake um this is going to be like a funny admission but when I was a teenager I I read the Twilight books and by read I mean like I was obsessed with them and um for anyone who's not familiar with the Twilight series (laughs) basically about um vampires and werewolves um a vampire and a human fall in love but basically the vampires they don't need any like sustenance they're just immortal versus humans we need sustenance we need sleep we need food we need um like we need we need those things to survive so bella the main the main female character she would often say to edward like oh i just need a human moment like when she would need to like brush her teeth or like eat food or or whatever and so what i took from the twilight books is having a human moment sometimes i need to have a human moment part of the human experience is being imperfect it's making mistakes it's not it's having flaws and so whenever I quote-unquote make a mistake I just am like oh I just had a human moment it's not a big deal I just say to myself like as an imperfect human I'm allowed to make mistakes something I've shifted in my self-talk is I don't call myself names I don't say I'm a loser even if it's sarcastically our subconscious cannot discern sarcasm it just hears what it hears and that's what it embeds So instead I'll say like, oh my God, Zoe, you silly goose. Like, do you remember being called a silly goose as like a five-year-old? I just remember that was such a prominent term, but my dad would be like, oh, we're silly gooses. Like, we're just so silly. And that's like a funny term to me. So now when I make a mistake as a 30-year-old adult, I'm a silly goose. I am not an idiot. I am not a loser. I'm a silly goose. That's it. It doesn't get further than that. And then I just give myself a hug. Sometimes I quite literally will give myself a hug, kiss myself on the hand, rub my, rub my shoulder, pat my knee. Like sometimes we need that physical proof of self-love. Here's the thing about self-love. Sorry, I keep jumping from topic to topic, but here's the thing about 
self-love and affirmations. When you're starting out on your self-love journey and like saying affirmations or starting to tell yourself that you're worthy and you love yourself, it doesn't even have to be true at first. You just have to make the conscious decision to start saying it. One day you'll say it and you will just feel how true it is and how real it is. And it comes from that repetition. It comes from that commitment to yourself. It comes from deciding that you are worthy and that you are someone who just loves themselves. It doesn't matter what happens. Mm -hmm. This is so true. And actually, again, you answered my next question, which was like, what is a a tangible step or it's like like, um, a thing that you do on a daily basis? And I guess like to show yourself self-love and I guess it's like the hugging and the kissing. And this is something... That might be in the beginning, I think for someone who is just on the journey of like getting into self-love and self-awareness is like weird. Like, why should I hug myself? Why should I kiss myself? But it changed for me. It changed the game. Like I remember I actually was, um, again, also in 2019, when I started telling myself, Jules, I love you. Or like literally talking to myself, um, being like, I love and accept myself fully the way I am. I was actually like thinking about it. I was in a very, very bad toxic relationship. I had an eating disorder, which is obviously the opposite of self-love. So I was not loving myself. I was constantly comparing myself to others, but I started to take this decision for myself, for my life, that something needs to change again. And here being like, I'm just going to start doing this thing. I'm going to hug myself. I'm going to look myself into the mirror and tell myself these things, even though I don't believe them, but I just started doing it. And as you say, fast forward, Maybe it took one and a half, two, three years, however long it takes. But fast forward, I tell myself, I love you. Or again, I love and accept myself fully. I embrace myself and I feel like I enjoy it. Like, yes, I do. I do. And I feel it on a soul level. And I'm like, wait, how did that happen? But it happened. Yeah. It's the aha moment. One day you're just like, oh my gosh, I just realized I am obsessed with myself. I love myself so much. I am obsessed with my self-love. I'm, I just know that I'm worthy. It doesn't matter like any outside thing that's trying to tell me that I'm not worthy. I just know that it's not true because my love for myself is so true. It's yes. you're so right, Jules. It's just, it just comes with that repetition. And to what you said about people just learning about this and feeling like this stuff is weird, or it's like, I'm not going to like tell myself I love myself in the mirror. That's weird. I would ask those people, well, what is what you're currently doing working? There's a reason why you're here listening to this podcast episode or why you've stumbled upon this message to anyone who thinks it's weird. And I 100% agree with you. When I first started doing this, I said to myself, oh my gosh, like I'm uncomfortable. This is so weird. But Zoe, I love you. Cool. It's done. It was like, it was like a cringy, like, oh, like I'm just cringing at myself. Like, just, let's just I would, over. Yeah. I would never admit to anyone I'm doing this. It's so weird. Like, what if they judge me? But that's more of a sign that you need to do it. The cringier at the beginning, the better. And eventually you will, the thing that will be cringy is that more people aren't doing this. <laughs> as funny as that is to say but it's like to me now the cringy thing is not doing these practices every day and to answer your question about what people can do even though we already spoke a little bit about it something that people can do to start to rebuild their self-love and their self-trust 
is to keep one small promise to themselves every day. Mm -hmm. And this is where people will fall into um, like that cycle of like start when they're highly motivated, keep going for a couple days, they'll miss a day, then it get inconsistent and then it, it trails off. And the next thing they know, 30 days later, they're back at the start repeating the cycle. So where that cycle starts is someone decides they want to improve their themselves, their self-love, their confidence. And so they decide they're going to do so many things all at once. I've decided as someone who's never meditated or never journaled or never said, I love you to myself, that I'm going to start meditating, journaling, saying, I love you to myself. I'm going to EFT tap. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to go to bed. It's like, over you're overstimulated like it's just too much our brains can't adapt that quickly and the point is that you just have to start and you can do this by keeping one small promise to yourself every day when I say small I mean small and I mean make it easy for yourself one that I started with when I first started on this is the promise that I kept to myself is when I'd wake up within five minutes I'd have a sip of water I made it easy for myself by keeping a glass of water beside my bed. I'd wake up in the morning. And you have a sip of water. Yeah. And I have a sip of water. And guess what? I've kept the promise to myself. When you do that 30 days in a row, your subconscious, your mind just starts to believe that the promises you tell yourself, you're just going to keep them. Then you can piggyback that. Okay. I'm going to have a sip of water and I'm going to say something nice to myself. Mm -hmm. Still super easy. It doesn't require a lot of effort. It doesn't require like, anything excessive and then over time compounded that trust just starts to rebuild so that's another good one that people can take away too yeah thank you so much this was incredible I have learned so much by myself and I'm sure the audience did as well now let us know where can we find you Instagram is there any website you have Thanks, Jules. I'm so happy to have been here. Um, I love having conversations like this. And um, I know that you're so like, your energy is just so magnetic. And so you can feel your genuineness. Um, And I love that. I'm so happy we were able to connect. But yeah, so I can be found at Zoe, Z-O-E dot magnetic on Instagram. And I have my website launch coming up soon. And it's just zoemagnetic.com so you can find me there and that'll be launching in the next couple of weeks which I'm so excited for and then my coaching services are launching in the new year in January 2023 which is very exciting as well Um, but I would say those are the best places to find me awesome yeah I'm gonna link all all of it in the show notes below and this episode will go live when it's already 2023 so and this is like the perfect start like us having this conversation I feel like is when you listen to this right now then this is meant for you like you needed this conversation and I hope that you could take so much from this because I think um yeah it's just a great way to start your 2023 with more self-awareness uh self-love of course and knowing that there are not only Zoe and me but there are so many out there of us wanting you to succeed and wanting you to get into this journey with this episode coming out in the new year and with all of that noise of new year new me really take this as your sign to not overcomplicate it all it takes is one step and then from there the rest is history so 
Yes. And I totally love what you said, Jules. We want everyone to succeed, whether you're learning from one of us or from another coach. It's not even about the message that is it's sent. It's about the energy that of working with someone. So I love that. I think that's beautiful. And that's, that's just a testament to how powerful coaching can be. Or even just us spreading this message here. If there's someone who is listening and coming back to the podcast, maybe not quite there yet to be like, okay, I'm going to invest into my personal development or into my life, into myself. But just coming to the podcast is already an investment because it's an investment of time. Time is so valuable. So I think that we should just give a massive, massive thank you to all of you guys who are listening right now and also of course Zoe thank you for being here thank you for sharing with us your journey um, your wisdom I am so 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 thankful I'm so grateful to be here Jules thank you for having me thank you so much for being here and for listening to another episode of Abundant Self I'm an independent podcast. It's just me by myself. So it would be highly appreciated for you to either just leave me a quick review or also share this episode with a friend, a family member, whoever could take benefit from what I'm sharing. Lots of love from me to you. I'll see you soon.